Presented by T-Mobile, the official wireless partner of Odyssey Sports. With an awesome network and great savings, there's never been a better time to join T-Mobile. Visit your neighborhood store to make the switch today. Yo, Trey. Kevin, what's up, man? You know, I've been thinking, what would have happened if the NBA never vetoes the Chris Paul trade to the Lakers and we get CP3 in the same backcourt as Kobe in L.A.? Well, you get a very happy Jack Nicholson, for sure. And the Lakers probably win a bunch more championships. CP3 finally gets a ring or two or three. And the Kardashian empire is forever altered. What did you just say? Hey, everybody, I'm Trey Wingo. And I'm Kevin Frazier, and we're teaming up on a new weekly sports podcast from Wondery Alternate Routes. As former sports center anchors and current sports obsessives, we're consumed by all the what-if questions that make being a sports fan so excruciatingly fun. If you're like us, then you also live and die on the fallout from every drop pass. Or play call. Each week on Alternate Routes, we'll take a flashpoint in sports, break down what actually happened, then explore every alternate scenario and the ripple effects it would have caused. Follow Alternate Routes on the Wondery app or wherever you get your podcasts. You can listen early and ad-free right now by joining Wondery+. The Stinkin' Truth Podcast is presented by Core Water. He spent 12 years in the NFL. You can't trust a guy that gyrates his hips after he scores. Has three Super Bowl rings, made multiple Pro Bowl appearances, over 16 years of broadcasting between ESPN and Fox Sports. And that's why I'm the greatest football player and best sports analyst ever. He's a soap opera star. That's pretty, uh... I can't remember what I was supposed to say. <laughs> As a reoccurring role on HBO Ballers. Mark Slareth, handsome son bitch, get out here. And makes one hell of a bowl of green chili. It's Mark Slareth, and this is the Stinkin' Truth Podcast. Hey, welcome into the Stinkin' Truth Podcast. Mark Slareth, your host, along with my co-host Mike Evans, producer Scott DeHuff on the board, freshly shorn, looking good right now. Hey, you can hydrate your huddle with core pH balanced water, ultra purified and balanced with electrolytes to match your body's natural pH level of 7.4. That's where your body does its best work. I was in the gym yesterday, just yoked, drinking my core water. Looked like a, I look like a supermodel. I really did. I'm not kidding you. I, I did. I was like, you look good. I was looking in the mirror. I was like the typical weightlift guy, right? Looking in the mirror going, your muscles, they look good. They look really good. Anyhow, um, but that was my story. Your story, probably not the same because you're probably never going to achieve the kind of body I have. (laughs) It's beautiful. Anyhow, long story short, uh, you should hydrate with core like I do. Award-winning, crisp, clean taste, wide mouth bottle, perfect for faster hydration. You can find core water at your neighborhood, 7-Eleven. It's the one with the blue cap. Um, Core pH balanced water. Learn more at Hydrate with Core dot com you know what else i like mike i like tuna fish do you like tuna fish i love tuna fish sandwiches oh so okay so everybody has it's like a fart it's your own flavor you're like you don't mind your own flavor did not see this coming no. by the way people you know what though but like like if somebody else farts you're like oh my god that's right. horrible right but if you do it you're like hey that's pretty. That's not too bad. I love basking in mine. <laughs> right, just so. But in them. tuna fish, like, how? Like, I have to. I do tuna a certain way that probably makes people gonna think that I'm weird. Like, what is your? What's your tuna? So I like. I like chunky tuna. Like, I like stuff in my tuna. Like, I like, yes. I like. I like. I like. I like, I like celery. Mm. I like g- green onions. Okay. Or as I like to call them, scallions. Scallions, and, because you're you know maybe a little onion in there. Ooh. I mean. The 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 chunkier, the choppier, the better. 
Really? Yeah, really. You mayonnaise? And go, and not not mayonnaise. heavy. I don't like it too mayonnaise. Oh, all right. So here's how I here's how I do. And this is gonna sound crazy to you, but this is how I do tuna. Tuna, a good amount of mayonnaise. So it's kind of it's not like it's not straight mayonnaisey, but it's it's got it's like a it's a softer texture. You know, I want big chunked onion in there. Just the you know the the white mm. chunked onion. Hear ya, big chunk. Preach. Then sweet relish. No, no, sweet. Oh God, no, no. Sweet relish. No. You got a little like sweet and sour. It's like it's like it's like going to Panda Express and getting sweet and sour pork. You just ruined the tuna. No, I didn't. No, no, no. Oh, relish dude. with the tuna. That's awful. you've never tried it. I no, I you, have, and I I will I will stop. No, I have, I have. He says. How about sweet chunk? I do this too. The spicy, like the hotter sweet pickles. Do yes, chopped like up. That. Yes, yes. You would do that. Yes, but I like, but not the sweet I'll, relish. No. Okay, but uh, what I'm saying, I would. What I'm saying is, I like the sweet pickles, or or I'll put sweet. If I don't have sweet pickle, I'll put sweet relish in my tuna. And so now you've got a a bitter sweet. You know, like I'm like mm. sweet and sour prawns. Mm. It's a it's an oxymoron. Mm. It's the tuna oxymoron that I like. It's delicious. You've never had my tuna. No, sorry. We're on opposite sides of the tuna debate, just like we're on opposite sides of these uh, quarterback. You're eating You're eating low-rent tuna. Just these these quarterback. <laughs> I'm high-rent tuna the, the guy. The quarterback rules, the quarterback oh hitting the, the quarterback rules oh my that God. has everybody in a oh my. tizzy. Oh, my. I'm tizzy. Get, I'm tizzy. Get, get ready I'm to tizzy. fight. Get ready to fight because we, we disagree on this. Well, how, how can you disagree with this rule is stupid? How, how, does, how, how could anybody... That likes football, not agree with something has got to be done. I'm like in the preseason, right? The preseason was all about the helmet rule. Helmet rule is ridiculous, and oh, and the NFL goes, we're going to review the helmet rule. Then they came back out and said, hey, listen, we're not changing anything. The rule is written correctly. And then all of a sudden, they had this uh, clandestine meeting, you know, and they quit calling the helmet rule. Have you noticed that? Like the helmet rule was everything. That's all we talked about. Then, you know, everybody was up in arms about the helmet rule, how stupid it was. And then all of a sudden it disappeared. We're not talking about the helmet rule anymore because they're not calling it anymore. That's my prediction. Everybody's up in arms about how stupid the NFL is for not. I mean, I understand if I hit a quarterback and I pick him up and I pile drive him that that's a penalty. I'm good with that. Everybody's good with that. And I think I can discern watching it, either live or on tape, if a guy does that or not. But you're penalizing tackles. That's what you're penalizing. And that can't be. And I understand, Mike, that they are the franchise. I understand the commodity that is the quarterback. And I understand that people come to watch the quarterback play. I get all that. But you can't take tackling out of football. You can't take all contact out of football in regards to the quarterback. You can try. You 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 just made my point for me because quarterbacks are the most precious of commodities. They are what drives football teams. In many cases, they're why people tune into football games. You've got to go to whatever lengths, even if it means further wussifying the game to protect these quarterbacks. Look, if if I'm a Green Bay Packer fan, how did my Season changed last year when Aaron Rodgers went down and I had I was forced to watch Brett Hundley. All of a sudden, I knew instantly my season was over. I was less enthused about watching 
the Green Bay Packers play. If I'm a TV network and I had four more Packer games on national television, suddenly I'm looking for excuses to be able to flex somebody else into that game. And even if I'm not a Packer fan, the prospects of watching the Packers on national television without Aaron Rodgers, all of a sudden I'm like, yeah, I can find something else to do. It There's so many consequences if these top quarterbacks get hurt. So you know what you do? You do whatever it takes, even if it seems ridiculous, to protect these guys. Yeah, they, they, I understand they have to be protected. I get that. But you can't get to the point where, oh, all right, then put it on the quarterback. If you see somebody that's about to hit you, just fall down. Self-sack yourself. Do the Peyton Manning. But you cannot say, hey, just on a regular tackle, if I regularly tackle a guy or if I accidentally bump into a guy, it's an automatic flag. So in the first two weeks of the season, I was going into week three, I looked at it, 21 personal fouls. Set a record. Most personal fouls for for uh, for you know against the quarterback. Uh, you know what? What are they? Illegal contact or whatever they whatever they're calling right now. So more fouls. Twenty one for you know hitting the quarterback. Now it's up to what 36, 37. I think there was sixteen last week. Yep. So th- that would make what twenty one plus sixteen plus carry the one. Uh, thirty seven. Right. Thirty seven illegal illegal contacts on the quarterback. I mean that it's asinine, and, and most of them are just tackles. Most of them shouldn't draw a flag, even when the quarterbacks are coming out and saying, "Man, I'd hate to be a defensive player." Like this rule is ridiculous. So either you self-sack your, you know, the quarterback should self-sack, put it on his. Like, hey, if you don't self-sack, you're going to get hit. Either put it on the quarterback, or if I'm a defensive player, I rally the rest of the defensive troops around the league together and say, "Frontier justice." This is what they want. I am going to try to break jaws. I'm going to try every quarterback I hit. I'm going to try to break his freaking jaw, and I'll trade one for one. Your quarterback for Clay Matthews. Your quarterback for Vaughn Miller. Your quarterback for Khalil Mack. And we'll see, you know, how quickly they change their tune in in the league office. Because what you're what you're doing is you're saying, hey, um, we want you to play football, but we don't actually want you to play football. Like you're like Clay Matthews said it. He used the four letter word that is the nastiest word in football. He called the league soft. And I don't know about you, Mike, but I still marvel. I'm I'm at a different game every week. I marvel at this game. I marvel at the hits. I like they. I I watch for that. It makes me. It excites me. There's still a blood sport to it. There's still this gladiator mentality to it. I watch it today, and I'm like, I can't believe I played this game. These dudes are crazy. And I get that you want to watch the quarterback, but, man, I want to watch football. I don't want to watch, you know, fake football. Like, if I want to watch that, I'd watch soccer. I'm not interested. Okay. Sorry. Great speech. Great speech. Okay. And I, I get the passion. I feel the passion. You're getting ready in two weeks for Fox to call – San Francisco and Arizona, right? Yeah. How do you feel now about the prospects of going to do a game involving C.J. Beathard playing quarterback as compared to a couple days ago when you were thinking you were going to go see Jimmy Garoppolo? No biggie? No difference? His was a non-contact ACL. I I, I know, I know, but I'm just talking Mm. about the 
the the high profile marquee exciting hmm. quarterback that's not going to be there. How do you feel? Because after what you just said, it shouldn't make any difference. It's still football, right? Do you want a canned answer that that supports my that supports my position? No, I want your honest answer. I don't want to give you my honest answer. Right. I want to give you the can. Because it will make my point. Like, hey, C.J. Beathard, what a great opportunity for him to come out there and, uh, you know, really show his wares and, you know, I mean, establish himself as a young quarterback that's mm-hmm. going places. Right. And I think he might even be the grandson. I haven't researched this, and I'm not going to Google it because that would take time out of my busy schedule, but he could be the grandson of Bobby Beathard. Bobby Beathard drafted me. I could make this whole game about me. <laughs> it is my favorite subject. So why wouldn't I? Um, but you're admitting there, there, there's answer. a difference. But the honest there answer is a difference. The honest answer is I want to see Jimmy Garoppolo. Sure, shirtless. But that's you know what? Ooh, huh? What? Huh? But that, come on, that, that guy is handsome. You might want to delete that. I don't know. No, 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 leave no, it in there. no, no, no. I want to see him play okay. football. Okay, and, and and the league needs to, to do whatever they can to make sure these guys. Are out there, and you you may not like but it. And, but don't give me this bit. And I hear this all the time. And whenever I make this case, I get inundated with, "Oh, Evans, you're a pussy," and all this yeah. and that. You know what? It, you know what it is. All I know is that all I've heard for the last few years, all oh, the league getting soft. It's being wussified. You know, this isn't the football I grew up with. Guess what? Seventy-one of the top one hundred shows on television last year were NFL games. Mm-hmm. The, the so-called wussification of the NFL won't hurt the NFL. You lose marquee quarterbacks, that will hurt the I, NFL. I agree that that will hurt more. I, I also think, though, Mike, I think – so you cannot legislate contact out of a contact sport. Eventually, if you keep doing – this is like uh, – like I look at the NFL, they're like the, the captain of the Titanic, Right. There are no icebergs in this water. Full steam ahead. No, there are icebergs. There's a lot of them in this water. And you've got to be careful. And the the thing that will kill the NFL more than anything, and it's killed so many companies along the way. You know what it's killing right now? It's killing television right now. And and, and that is organizational arrogance. You know what television's big issue was? Like network television. Network television is dead. They don't know it yet, but it's dead. So... What's killed television, and I'm part of the industry, so I, I've, I've witnessed it firsthand. The money continues to, to dissipate, to diminish, probably is the right word. It continues to diminish. You know what they didn't see? They didn't account for YouTube, and they didn't account for the digital platform that will be drawing the attention of the younger generation of television viewers. They just said, hey, it's always been this way. Everybody's always tuned into television. They'll keep tuning into television. No, they won't. They're cutting cable. I mean, most of the kids, mostly like my own kids, like they grew up with television, but they've even like, ah, television's too expensive. I can get everything I need on Netflix, Hulu, whatever, you know. I don't even know how to get Netflix. Dude, I watched the Emmys. I tuned in and watched the Emmys for a while, kind of fast-forwarded through it, but I was just watching it. Right. And all the nominees for the best TV shows, I'm like, what show is that? What show is that? Because if it wasn't on ABC, NBC, CBS, or Fox, I was like, I don't know these shows. Yeah. And they're all on they're these. All on, they're all on Netflix, Hulu, Hulu Amazon. Amazon. Yeah. yeah. 
Yeah, abs- like, what are these? I guess I got to go watch these shows. But but network television is like, oh, we're fine. There's nothing to see here. We're gonna be good, you know. And all of a sudden, all these other things crop up, and all these digital platforms crop up, and you're like, the next thing you know, you know, the the less moon business of the world are still making a lot of money, but everybody else has got to have four jobs. Like Mike, but I the made- NFL is still. I, I'm telling you, they're they're still their day of reckoning is still a ways down the road. I I get it, their day of right, but but instead of ignoring it and turning a blind eye to it and acting like it's never going to come, you better you better start looking at it and going okay. And I know they are from a business standpoint, right? We've seen games on Yahoo and we've seen games on Twitter, right? And we've seen you know these these games when they go to NFL Europe, they're on you know some streaming Amazon Prime platform or whatever it is. Um, but I, I'm just I'm just telling you, if you eliminate the bloodthirst that we have for this game and you take it out. I mean, that's why I started lifting again, making a comeback. You totally eliminate contact. I'm making a comeback. But you do realize that if you just brought back the complete bloodlust and like tomorrow the NFL said, you know what? It's gone too soft. Quarterbacks are regular football players. They can be hit like any other players hit. You understand that by the end of the season, half of your starting quarterbacks will be out. So what's that going to mean for your league? Get get stronger quarterbacks. Find guys that are tougher. Right? Callison. You know I'm right. Put them in uh put them in Kevlar uniforms. Mm-hmm. You know I'm right. Make them bulletproof. You know I'm right. I hate you. I do. I listen, but you like all right, I, I get the protection, but you you can't say that they're not allowed to be tackled. So some of one like the other night in the Pittsburgh game. When they called the flag on the on the guy who just brushed Roethlisberger's helmet, that's ridiculous. Come on, but that's the, ridiculous. The, the but Clay, Clay Matthews Matt, driving, the, just pile driving Alex not, Smith into the ground. Pile, that's a tackle. It wasn't a pile drive. I'll show you a pile drive. <laughs> Actually, I've been on the receiving end of one of your pile drives. It's not very comfortable. No, let me tell you that. I mean, that, but I think again. I think you have to use common sense. And I think I can I think I can see the difference between a penalty and even if you have to go back to replay. We have replay. Mm-hmm. Let's go to our replay official that actually knows something about football and say, was that excessive or not? And if it looks like a regular tackle, say, hey, we picked up the flag, there's no there's no flag for roughing the pass. But I just think you're you're trying to apply common sense. To these franchises' meal tickets, and I think when you're looking at preserving the health and the marketability of these franchises' meal tickets, mm. common sense is not going to be included in the conversation. Well, you're like you're probably right, but um, I don't like it, mm-hmm. and nobody likes it, and I and I think it's like like I said, you know, God forbid somebody go total frontier justice and just start trying to take out quarterbacks because then you're really in trouble. You know, now that I frustrated you once, can I frustrate you again? Oh, by all means. Uh, your boy and, and his boys, I, I think this time around, it's for real. The demise of the Patriots. You think it's over? I I know. I got to say that at my own peril, you know, because there have been plenty of other times in the last few years we've taken early season results and said, oh, mm. the Patriots, mm. they're done. But doesn't right. it after what you saw Sunday night, doesn't it feel different? 
Maybe because yeah. it's back-to-back losses right. for them. It it does feel different. Um, and you know my, you know my undying lie, love for TV twelve. And I got to be honest. After two weeks of picking the Patriots to cover, and um, them let me down the way they've let me down. I'm not saying we're separated, but we're on a break. Ooh. We are on a break. Yeah, but just like Ross and Rachel, you can still get back together with them. Right. But right now? Right now, on a break. I, Tom, I need a little time. Everybody needs a little time away. Tom heard me say, from the football. <laughs> so, I am... Um, Here's the deal. This doesn't happen very often in football. I look at that team, and I'm with you, man. Like, where there's smoke, there's fire. You know, there's nothing to see here. Everybody's making a big deal of the Patriots. Like, we're okay. We're the Patriots. There there was real angst within that organization. There was a real rift between TB12 and, uh, and Darth Vader. I mean, they... Did you see him not high-fiving the kids at the game the other day? What a dick. It was a dick, but it was almost just like, that's beautiful. <laughs> it's so typical. I mean, it's just, it's just, that's who he is. He can't help Co- To the core. Right. Um, anyhow, I, that was funny. But um, the reason I, I brought this up was there are very few times over the course of my life in football where the the energizer or the actuator or the toughness distributor of a football team offensively is a wide receiver. It doesn't happen very often. They miss Julian Edelman because he is the energy provider for that football team. He is the attitude provider for that football team. He's the guy that sets the tone. Like if I go back through time in, in my career, kind of covering this game was Heinz Ward for Pittsburgh. He was the dude that they got them rolled, you know, got them revved up, got them rolling. Um, it was Steve Smith, whether it was in Carolina or in Baltimore, he was the actuator of that offense. He was the guy that got them fired up. And it's been Julian Edelman in New England. But they didn't have him last year. They had him for a while. He tore for, his knee last yeah, year. for a while. Right. But they made a Super Bowl but run without at, him. At that time, and they lost. At that time... I don't know if you remember that. I yes. Okay, you're familiar with the yes. the end the end result yes. of that game. Yes. Okay. Good. So, but but he is a guy. At that point, they were already established. By the time he blew his knee, they he blew his knee what November or something like that. So they were already established. They were already rolling. And come on, the rest of the AFC. I mean, what do they have to go through? Pittsburgh. <laughs> um, I mean, that's like for them. Anytime they face Pittsburgh, that's a that's a rollover job. But like he is the guy that brings the energy, the attitude. He's the guy that gets people fired up. They desperately miss Julian Edelman. They'll get him back after this week. They'll also work Josh Gordon, who's on the sideline, who didn't play. He'll work into the system. Whether he's going to be great or not, who knows. But I think that's going to go a long way to kind of solving some of the issues. But I don't think I, – I still look at them at one and two. I don't look at them like, oh, it's over. They'll probably end up twelve and four, eleven and five, but I do think it it points to the fact that there were real issues within that organization. Um, as much as they try to poo-poo those issues, 
Um, you can't. Those issues yeah, but are there. I, I don't know. I I've heard that that hey they're back to football now and now that they're back to football they'll get back to the way they've always done things. But think about it. I mean, you have Rob Gronkowski come out and admit, yeah, they tried to trade me, and right. I said no. So you you got a guy that is out going about his business right now, knowing that his team wanted him gone and would have right. traded him if they could have. You've got. My view of the Patriots from afar, and you tell me as, as somebody that you know has talked to guys, knows guys that played inside it, but it requires a tremendous amount of um, ability to put up with a lot of crap. You know, it's hard. Sure. I mean, they make it hard. And But what's worked over the years is that the, the buy-in of Brady has been such that, hey, if Brady can do it, we can do it. Right. And if all of a sudden now you're coming off a season, an offseason where Brady was like, nah, I'm not going to be there. I'm not going to the OTAs. Right. I'm skipping everything I can skip. I'm only going to be at the stuff I have to be at. That that sends a message that the buy-in isn't as in, uh, ironclad as it used to be. So now you, that's how it starts to slip. Now right. you, now players start looking right. at, well, if Brady's not going to buy in as much, right. well, maybe I don't hey, have to buy in. Brady's going to criticize the, the Malcolm Butler decision and everybody else is right. going to be critical of that and wonder what happened there. Then we're all going to look at Bill Belichick. Maybe we circumvent his authority to some degree, and maybe that's why he won't high-five people. <laughs> but there is the idea that, hey, i got to listen to Belichick and i got to listen to everything he's saying because Brady is. Right. But if Brady's not, now does Belichick's message get stale? Does it get tuned out? And oh, by the way, I'm looking over there at Rob Gronkowski. He wasn't around during the offseason. Hell, they didn't want him here in, in the first place. The only reason he's here is because he's loyal to Tom. I, I just, I, I think this time the issues run a lot deeper and they're not just going to go away because they're simply playing football games now. I don't, yeah, I don't think just because they're playing football games is going to go away. I think that Julian Edelman solves some issues for them that they're having offensively. And when you start having success and you have a guy that you can rely on, a guy that is the guy that gets in the face of people and brings energy, then all of a sudden, like winning, when you're losing and putting up with Bill Belichick and, you know, Grumpy McGrumperson, that's really hard. When you're winning, it makes it, you know, it makes it palpable. It's like, you know, smothering crow in my green chili. You eat straight crow, it's either like real greasy and gamey or, you know, it's probably like rough and chewy. You throw it my green chili on it, you're like, oh, this ain't bad, right? So, I mean, it's like smothering Bill Belichick in my green chili and then just uh, lapping it up. Well, you, you, delicious. you know, maybe you might want to, um, you know, look at our picks over the last couple of weeks as maybe who's right and who's wrong about the Patriots. All I know is the last two weeks hmm. I've uh, bet against the Patriots and I've won and you rode the Patriots and you lost. Would this be a good time to bring up our uh, moneymaker picks from last week? Well, yeah, I mean, I suppose you could do it if you want to be a dick. Go ahead. Uh, I went 3-0. and <laughs> Did you? Took Detroit over to New England, took Pittsburgh over Tampa, and took uh, Indy plus a seven over Philly. Win, win, win. You went uh, Indy plus seven. 
That was oh. a four-point game. But Indy... I was getting Indy plus the points. Oh, Indy plus... Okay, I got you. Kansas City, you won. Maybe this is why I'm losing. I don't <laughs> understand how this works. <laughs> Kansas City, uh, you had minus seven over San Francisco. You covered that. Yeah, you I had, did. You had Green Bay minus two and a half over Washington. You lost that. And you had New England minus seven over Detroit. You lost that. So uh, up to the date stats, uh, I am six and four. You are four, five, and one. So fresh picks coming up later in the week. Damn it. All right. Only place you start on top is when you're digging a hole, Mike. That's it. I like, you know, you can't have a great comeback unless you're behind. Oh, jeez. And I love great comebacks. How about uh, if you get caught looking in the future, you'll trip over the present. How about if if, uh, the past is something and the present is something and, and... and the future is some, and then now is uh, that's now is now, and that's why they call it a present. How about, something like that. How about how I saw, I th- I saw about, that on Kung Fu Panda. How about if my aunt had balls, she'd be my uncle. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> and hey, you know what? And your ball is your ballful uncle looks really good in a dress. That that's part of that quote. I don't I don't remember the whole thing. Now might be the time to end this. <laughs> 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 All right. <laughs> you know what? Hey, for everybody involved in the show, <laughs> we'd like to thank you for listening. Thanks to our uh, presenting sponsor, Core Water, who brings this program to you free of charge, like we could actually charge for this piece of crap. <laughs> Anyhow, for Mike, for Scott, that for makes myself. makes you look really good in a gym. Oh, I do look good. I'll have to post a picture. Are you, are you the guy that, you know, before you work out, you shower? You know, are you the guy before you work out? I you go put, to work without you put, showering. You, you put cologne on or something like that. No. Are you that guy? We've no. all seen that guy in the gym. He's like all. He oh. comes out of the shower. He's getting all no. you know primed and cologne-y, and then all of a sudden he actually goes out and work out. So I'm like, what? No. what the hell? That's like the the d bag that match that wears the matching shorts and t shirt. No, I tucked I, in. What's that? Tucked in. Oh yeah, he's got he's got the. Like the the thing that's driving me crazy right now is dudes in yoga pants. Like dudes are starting to wear Yo. yoga pants. <laughs> really? Yes. Like, uh. dude, those are yoga pants. Dude. Oh, seriously. Seriously. What the Holy hell? Holy moose knuckle, dude! It's time to move on from the right. Nobody wants to see your shank. <laughs> <laughs> right? Am I right? Never heard it called that. I'd lo- I'm gonna steal that. Yeah, I mean, nobody wants to see that, dude. Take the put some shorts over your yoga pants, or just come in a pair of dingy sweats and a t-shirt, tank top guy with your nipples hanging out. Nobody wants to see that. Look how big I am. No one wants to see your shank. All right. That's, we all, gotta I'm end gonna, this that's thing. all I'm going to take away yeah. from this podcast. Well, we got we to gotta end this thing. I will, uh, or we will be back with you later on in the week. Thanks so much for listening to the Stinking Truth Podcast.